up guys welcome back to another episode of inside the crazy ant farm holy moly we're on episode 85 this week Oof, man like i said last week getting more gray hairs every week more back pains and but you know we keep grinding on with the latest and greatest industry news coming out of hollywood exactly exactly and I, we just keep predicting it yeah exactly. we keep predicting it and predicting it and predicting it and so far we have not been wrong yeah seriously it's crazy i know right? i mean go it's back listen 85 shows you'll see what we're talking about exactly exactly well i'm sure everybody saw the emmys were on last sunday and oh man we have the winners for that we will be talking about on this podcast and of course you know we got netflix disney plus a whole bunch of other stuff i mean what is inside the crazy ant farm without talking about hulu netflix or disney exactly <laughs> like, exactly i mean <laughs> netflix and disney since the very first episode mm-hmm. then you throw in hulu apple but always netflix and disney right that right. should say something exactly That's because they're always making moves exactly like for 85 weeks mm-hmm. they did something that we needed to talk exactly. about that's crazy hell yeah that is crazy hell yeah and we would like to introduce today's guest that you will hear his interview later on in the show will Beinbrink. you might have seen him in the latest it chapter two Two, he is the abusive boyfriend. Uh, yeah, of Jessica Chastain's character. Uh, a, a scene that Stephen King demanded be in the film. Yeah. I thought it was pivotal to her development as the adult character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, to, woo, that was pretty intense. Yeah, seriously. Don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it was pretty intense. It was. It was. So we'll talk to him about that. And to introduce your host for this week, myself, J-Lo Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What up? And of course, before we get this thing started, make sure to head over to our website, crazyantmedia.com, and click on that merchandise tab where it will redirect you to our Spreadshirt website where you can pick up the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We got hats, bags, sweatshirts, tank tops. Anything that you put in your closet, in your apparel game, in your fashion wardrobe, we got that for you. And you can start rocking some crazy Ant Media gear right now. Fast shipping, looks phenomenal. Do it. Great quality product. Do it. Uh, (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And we're going to kick off industry news with some breaking news. Like we said at the top of the show, we always predict, and once again, we have predicted correctly. It would appear that Tom Holland and Spidey are back in the MCU. Yep, that's right. Sony and Marvel announced that Spider-Man will continue in the MCU. The two companies jointly announced on Friday that Kevin Feige will produce the third film in the Spider-Man Homecoming series, and it will feature all of the original cast from the first two movies returning. So that's awesome news also apparently they they worked out the deal late thursday night and signed it so disney will this time put up 25 percent of the budget and they're going to receive 25 percent of the profits unlike the last time where they didn't receive any of the profits and sony financed the whole films also they're going to be able to keep all of their merchandise uh money so there the nothing changes as far as that goes um it looks like they already have a release date for it it's going to be july 16th 2021 um and everybody's thrilled with it kevin feige's even kind of hinting that maybe there's going to be more crossovers with the other sony universe uh spider-verse so this is huge news because fans were not happy about this breakup um i should say there's also one more thing with the collaboration apparently spidey will appear in one more Marvel film other than the the third uh, Spider-Man film. 
What that means, we don't know. That could be maybe another, you know, when they all come together, my prediction, Secret Wars. I don't know, but he will be in another Marvel film outside of the Spider-Man films. So this is really, really huge news, breaking just today. So there you have it. We're on top of it like we always are. Uh, All right, let's shift gears. Let's talk Emmys. It was a huge night for Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, Amazon Prime. Big winner that night, uh, and HBO Max did pretty well. Yeah, HBO did. Max did pretty well. So uh, yeah, and I ran a little poll. You know, like w- does that influence you? Like, right. are you? Does that lean you towards keeping one of those or getting one mm-hmm. of those or you know what? So I'm just curious because uh, you know we're gonna have about what five? Yeah, six maybe, and. We, you know, we've talked about this on past shows. People said the majority that they would keep is like three. Yeah. So that means three have got to go. Yeah. Which exactly. three are you not going to have? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Definitely. Definitely. Well, this by no surprise, the outstanding drama series, mm. the winner went to Game of Thrones. Yeah. I felt like this one was kind of just given to them because sure. it was the series finale. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It was a great show. A lot of people loved it. But, I mean, from what we heard from just casual watchers of the show, casual viewers of the show, I mean, the last season was not the best. Yeah, yep. Not not fans of the last season, mm-hmm. apparently. So, um, yeah, that's... And I wouldn't be surprised if we see this next at next year's Emmys with Big Bang Theory. Yeah. They win for Best Comedy as a send-off yeah. to, you know... Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. I, I get it, though. Like you said, I, I, I get it. Yeah. When an when a iconic show goes off into the sunset, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it is what it is. And the big winner of the night, especially for Amazon Prime, for Outstanding Comedy Series, it went to Fleabag. Yes, Fleabag. I mean, they've got a lot going on over there. So much so that the writer and creator of the show and also the star of the show, who is all the same person, by the way. That's right. Phoebe whatever we'll be talking about it later on in the show <laughs> uh, waller bridge yes yeah, yes yes she inked an overall deal for amazon and we will be talking about that later on in the show. I, I think you know and it was like a three-year deal i want to say mm-hmm. so one for each emmy she won yeah like, like you know i mean that's what happens when you win gold statues like i'm just saying it's... hell yeah hell yeah now this next one ooh, it was a tough category i mean you had like sandra O oh competing against the winner and yep. i mean they're on the same series so it was very surprising yep outstanding lead in an actress in a drama series it went to jody coomer uh and it was for killing eve and it was crazy because like i said she was going up against her co-star sandra oh and pretty sandra oh won last year so yeah it makes yeah. sense to pass around the love i'm so behind love. on this show i've, I've got to watch this yeah. show i've heard nothing but great things I, I i hate to admit that i haven't seen it yet Got to go back and binge watch and, and watch it because, uh, you know, I love Sandra O. Oh. Yeah. Got to check it out. Definitely, definitely. And I know Little Cam is about to start watching it too. So it is what it is, guys. Yeah. Watch that show. As if we don't watch enough already. Exactly, but, you know, exactly. our that's top our top five. five. <laughs> our top five this week is top five shows in streaming and television that we watch right now. And so. I literally could have picked 50. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's just scary. It was one of them just went off last night. It's okay. It's alright. It's fine. I know. I was surprised you didn't put that one on the list. but Because it's off yeah, now. It makes sense. It's just like taking you know salt into the wound, man. <laughs> I'm not watching it anymore because oh it's over. Gosh. So funny. <laughs> 
Well, the next one goes for the directing for a drama series. Now, this was one of Netflix's only wins of the night. It's true. Um, It was Jason Bateman. He was the directing of the Ozark series. Yep, yep. And honestly, I watched this show. I've been uh, watching it since season one. It's a phenomenal drama. I definitely recommend everybody to go watch that. Uh, It's about a financial dude that's money laundering for a whole bunch of different people. It's super crazy, super wild. I just love the tone of the film, which comes a lot from the directing. So congratulations to Jason Bateman on that win. Yep, yep. Oh, and the next one for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. This one... Uh, I wanted it to go to Milo so bad. I know. I, I know. When is he going to win? I know. Like, he he's becoming it. the Meryl Streep all of a sudden, uh, right? like, you know, of the Emmys. Like, come on. He really deserved it. He really did. But I, And, I mean, we all know Sterling K won it, like, the past 5,000 years. <clears throat> exactly. So. Exactly. I said Meryl Streep. She's won, like, shit tons of times. I meant Susan Lucci. Yeah. Susan who Lucci. Looked, who, like, Correction. Was, was nominated and failed to win for, like, 30 fucking years. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, forever. And then she finally got one i hope that's not the case for milo just yeah, you know give this man an emmy yeah, come on he deserves it honestly i heard there was some uh backstage drama but both people deny mm. uh between billy porter and uh rupaul really interesting yeah but uh yeah billy porter was the one who won this uh for the lead actor in a drama series for pose and that's really interesting that you say that um, yeah i wonder what happened i don't know they both say it's absolutely not true there was no conflict they don't know where this is coming from but yeah I mean, things just don't pop up, yeah. so I don't, I don't know. Exactly. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Exactly. Well, the next one, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. This is another Netflix win for Ozark, Julia Garner, who plays his wife, Jason Bateman's wife, I believe, on... Uh, no, 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 daughter, right? Like he uh, play, she's one of the youngins. Oh really? So, yeah, I'm a the... huge fan of her. I don't I don't know who she is on Ozark because I'm behind on Ozark <laughs> as well. But I'm a huge fan of her, uh, Julia, because uh, she was on The Americans mm. and she was phenomenal. I, I can't believe she never won an Emmy for The Americans. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's just brilliant young actress. Yeah. Here I'm going to the IMDb Bible right right now. That's right. Let's see because I am pretty bad with names, so I just want to make sure we get this right. It is not the daughter. This is actually the girl who is like his assistant. There you go with see? the money laundering. Yeah. So congratulations to her. She's a good actor. She's an up and comer definitely because she's been. Um, appearing in more feature stuff recently absolutely so it's awesome to see like she was also in um another netflix show the limited series maniac with uh emma stone yes and jonah hill yes and we'll be talking about jonah hill a little bit later in the show yes too. we will uh, yeah, right. sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know you know about what huh what? but yes congratulations to her she definitely deserves it she's a great actress so she is rocking and rolling rocking and rolling now it goes to our the f- next one is writing for a drama series. The winner is Jesse Armstrong for Succession. I have never seen this. Yeah, this is loosely based on the Rupert Murdoch family and okay. the Fox Empire. Mm-hmm. It's basically about this family that controls a media conglomerate, kind of. So yeah. loosely based, they say, but I think it's more than loosely based. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, apparently it's pretty popular and doing pretty well. So I can see why Jesse won. Congratulations to him for that. Yeah, seriously. Uh, you want to you go down a few of them? Yeah, sure. Outstanding supporting actor in the drama series. No surprise here. No. Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Yep. I mean, this is a giant 
in in the industry yeah. for a man of small stature. Yeah. And this guy has deserved it many, 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 many times. Just an absolutely brilliant actor. Yeah. I mean, I was glad to see him. And his speech was really good. Yeah. You know, his speech was phenomenal. Uh, talking about the the time with the people and mm-hmm. he would do it all over again even yeah. though it took you know all that it took to get it, 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 it the way it was they seem like a tight-knit bunch they do mm-hmm. they do and that i mean i think that's why they were so successful i, yeah. I really do think Agreed. um variety talk series i, I was kind of bummed about this one yeah um Last week tonight with John Oliver, he keeps winning. He does. He keeps man. winning. It's like three I, straight years. Yeah, I think. yeah. And I'm not trying to knock him. No. I mean, you know, not at all. I, I just, I really would like to see James Corden win. Yeah. I think James Corden is probably the most talented guy in this arena on television. Period. Agreed. Right now, mm-hmm. I, I think Kimmel's great. You know, but but right now, Corden is killing it, and yeah. I just I wish he would get some recognition for that. I agree. I really do. Director for a variety series, Don Roy King from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I love this speech. He's basically like Lauren just brings me in. He said, you know, I got this job for you, and then I stand in a room with all these talented people who are reading lines and and ad libbing from all these brilliant writers with these brilliant camera people. Yeah. And these, and I just say, yeah, that's good, and I win these. Yeah. And I just thought that was brilliant. You it know, was. he's like, all these people make my job real easy. Exactly. And that's somebody who's clearly humble in what he does, right. because you know, you don't get those type performances even from extremely talented people yeah. if somebody's not guiding the ship. And Agreed. so, congratulations for him. Um, variety sketch series. Saturday Night Live. Uh, no secret there. Um, it wins a lot. Yeah. And writing for a variety series, again, last week, tonight, with John Oliver. Um, it, these seem to be the standards yeah. over and over, like you said. Uh, what, right. three, four consecutive years mm-hmm. now? Just, I mean, just, I don't know. Corden. I know, just man. Corden, Corden come fan. on. I know. Outstanding limited series. Now, this one was an interesting one because – the the subject matter is just like you know you don't think oh yeah i gotta tune in to watch this this is gonna be chernobyl yeah i mean but look how many times we've referenced on the imdb top trenders yeah chernobyl was on it Mm -hmm. a couple of the actors were the top trenders uh, from it so uh, i mean it's hugely popular yeah people are loving it there it is emmy for outstanding limited series uh outstanding lead actress in a limited series and I'm going to tell you something right now. She got more attention for her speech than she did for her what she won for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner was Michelle Williams mm-hmm. for Fosse Verndon. And uh, she gave a phenomenal speech about the recognition of pay equality. I don't know if you guys remember, but when she did the uh, movie uh, – about um the kidnapping Mm -hmm. there where they had to replace kevin spacey and you know remember she got paid grossly Mm -hmm. under and it came out publicly yeah and they had to kind of go for there and so she and i i liked the way she did it she said if you pay now and you pay somebody for their performance and you let them know you appreciate what they do and you appreciate their talent and then you help somebody make it then they get here where i am and Mm -hmm. they they thank you yeah they thank you for giving them the opportunity instead of having to do it after and you know and used that roundabout way to get to women should get paid as much as men and I don't disagree with that. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've talked about this before. I thought it was a brilliant speech. Kudos to her. I, I, I think she's. But I, I, we also go back to, 
you should get paid based on experience and and what you bring to the table. Agreed. And not just gender. Agreed. Not just gender. But there it is. Outstanding television movie winner, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. I was yes. very happy about this one. Yes, a I lot mean, of people were. It's just like experimenting with something that's brand new. It's combining gaming and film. So yeah. It, yeah, I really was happy about this one. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, from I mean, there's no secret about it. J.J. Abrams is, is big into this realm. Mm-hmm. You know, the bad robots got a division and everything for it. I mean, he's moving in that direction. Yeah. So I think this was a smart move by Warner Media because they know this. And, you know, now Emmy gives it legit. Yeah. You know, gives it some sort yeah. of a They look. saw all the success and attention it got from Netflix yep. and from streaming. So, yeah, I'm happy that things are going to start popping up more like this. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's something completely new. And that's what we need right now, something that's new. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, uh, yes. Outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie. The winner was Jarell Jerome. Yes. When they see us, had to be one of the best moments of the night. Yeah, I seriously. Thought. You know, seeing the five there. Yeah, they and, were there. You know, and, and being there for him and everything. I just, he was so genuine in mm-hmm. his acceptance speech and could just, you know, he brought his mom. Yeah. You know, and he's just, he, yeah, just fantastic. Seriously. Could not have been happier to see him win. Yeah. Um, Shared a plane ride with him. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we we did share a plane ride. Uh, to LA with him um, was fantastic. It was. Um, writing for a limited series movie or drama, Craig Mazin for, no surprise, Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, outstanding supporting actor in a limited series or movie, Ben Winshaw, a very English scandal. Mm. I have not seen a very English scandal. I haven't either. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I, I was I was not aware of what that was, Mm-mm. but deserving yeah. i would assume he's got the statue and congratulations to him definitely, definitely. um directing for a limited series uh, johan rennick for chernobyl uh-huh. again i have to they they had a big night too they did they had a big night too and outstanding supporting actress in a limited series or movie uh patricia arquette for the act i and heard ag- this one's good yeah and again had another phenomenal acceptance speech about uh, I, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know, but there, you know, she had some personal involvement with transgender and mm-hmm. some violence, and 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 you know, she went out on used her platform to speak to that, yeah. and uh, it was it was a moving speech. Agreed, it was a moving speech. Um, competition program winner RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Remember when it was Survivor? Yeah, right. Now like, RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. Like this is this category is so like out there. Yeah. All these reality competition shows, like you know Ninja Warrior and all this kind right. of stuff. So, but RuPaul was pretty awesome. Yeah. He got up there. I thought his speech was pretty good too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not a whole lot of politics this time around. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of genuinely appreciative people Agreed. up there thanking and and winning, and I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Um. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. There we go. Fleabag. Yep. Winner, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, she was just uh, – talk about appreciative. Yeah, seriously. You know, like like she didn't even think this was ever going to see the no. light of day. <laughs> yeah. And now three Emmys. She's so like, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. Um, it's just when you write something and you basically shelve it and you think it's never going to see the light of day, then not only does it, but then does this three Emmys, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and just what a feeling that must be. Right. Mm -hmm. That's gotta be, she was just overwhelmed and that was, that was great to see. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, Bill Hader for Barry. Yeah. Uh, Barry is phenomenal. I don't know if people watch Henry Winkler and uh, just a phenomenal cast on there. The writing is great. Huge 
win for Bill Hader. Was really happy to see that. Um, and thanked his creative partner and and you know yeah. the people responsible for the show. He says, really, you know. You give me my feedback. You give me my response. Let me know whether it's working or not. And that speech was funny in itself with hilarious. the feedback yeah. that he gives. But, uh, yeah, yeah, real happy for Bill Hader. He's having a hell of a year. He is. Right? It Chapter 2 is uh-huh. huge. And, and, and then Barry with the Emmy win. Good for him, man. Definitely. Um, director for a comedy series. Again, Harry Bradbeer for Fleabag. Yeah. Um, writing for a comedy series. Winner, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. Right. Um, th- this is, a, yeah, man, just killing it. And then outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series, Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. A huge night. For huge Amazon, night. man. Yeah. I mean, come on. Outstanding supporting actor, Tony Shalhoub uh, for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So, yeah, if you don't have Amazon Prime, maybe you should. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you should, man. They, they are killing it. They've been killing it the past three years, honestly. I yeah. mean, if you think about the past probably – like I said, two or three years, Marvelous Miss Maisel in itself has yep. been like just racking up yep. all those gold statues. Yep. So it's awesome to see they have more than one show that's bringing in all that stuff. You know, it would be awesome to see too if they brought back the last. Yeah, like, the last I will here. not let it go. Right. I just want that show back, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Congratulations on all the success, Amazon. Bring exactly. back last second. Exactly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but like we were saying in the earlier in the show, Phoebe. Waller Bridge, she just signed a overall deal with Amazon Studios. Uh, you said it was around three years, so yep. this makes sense. She's gonna, uh, as part of the pack, she will develop new prime uh, projects for uh, Amazon Prime streaming platform. The show nabbed six Emmys total, including two Creative Arts Awards as well. Uh, now she's just a very creative chick, man. I'm just saying she has also created Killing. Uh, Killing Eve, and she's executive producing HBO's upcoming uh, comedic thriller run. Right. So it's super crazy so, how busy she is. Yeah, and when and you think about the Emmy night, not only did she slam it home with Fleabag, yeah. but Killing Eve also did well. Exactly. <laughs> was, uh, so there you go. I mean, and that's hers too. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing and how that's insane. also really crazy. She's also on the um, film side of things because she did also rewrite the script for the upcoming James Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die, beh, with Daniel Craig. Yeah, at his behest. Yeah. At, I mean, like, wh- how's that phone call go? Right? Ring, exactly. ring. Hey, it's Daniel. I'm going to need you to rewrite my script. Exactly. I mean, do you say no to James Bond? No. I don't think so. No, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm there. Done. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Woo. I Woo. mean, it wasn't only a big night for her. There was some other cast members right after Emmy night. They got cast in other stuff. Andrew Scott, who was a seasoned breakout for the show. Yep, he was, season two, yep. He was uh, labeled as the hot priest on the show, and he has a deal for a new showtime series called ripley and this show is about where is it at where is it at uh this is about um, the talented mr ripley yeah, right that matt damon is. did back in yeah, the day for the movie the day, yeah like the 90s or whatever yep, yep. so that's really cool yeah that'll be interesting to see it in a series yeah. like t- this is moriarty right mm-hmm. from, from sherlock yeah. for the for any of the fans you guys know that's moriarty we're talking about here exactly um so he's kind of killing it ain't exactly he? yeah i you know i'm 
I, I love Matt Damon. I'm yeah. a fan of Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow. I, I didn't really like the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the film. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see in what direction they take it with the series. Yeah. I, I'll probably watch the first episode just to see the differences. Right. Um, but yeah, not a, not a fan of the film. Yeah, I mean, it received a straight-to-series order with eight, eight episodes. So, I mean, we'll see how it does. <laughs> Normally, people would be jumping for joy for that. But it seems like lately these straight-to-series orders don't always canceled. happen yeah i mean you know we'll talk about that too but yeah they just don't get too excited exactly i mean i'm just saying just saying oh now it's time to bring up the mecca the mouse house bigger than anyone else in hollywood oh yeah just saying just oh, yeah. saying uh the walt disney company has named former lending tree exec brad wilson as executive vp performance marketing for the studio's direct-to-consumer streaming platforms I- I, I, I don't understand. If they were bringing him in for finance or, yeah. you know. Now, we should say he hasn't just done Lending Tree. Yeah. And in his defense, I guess the spin would be Lending Tree is kind of direct to consumer loans. Yeah. You know, you've heard of Lending Tree. It's that yeah. thing where they, they get a sample of all the different companies that will offer you a loan and they right. bring them all together and present them to you so you can pick the best one yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. it's right. disney man and it's disney plus and it's brand new and I you're know. launching it shouldn't there be something like he just, i don't know i feel like maybe there was a better like the, the only thing he has kind of done in the entertainment realm is blockbuster online he's also participated in like travelocity and match.com i mean of course direct to consumer stuff but not really entertainment based <laughs> I mean, yeah, Match.com? What the fuck? Are we supposed to answer a series of questions to see if we fit with Disney Plus or ESPN Plus? And if not, we pick another streaming service? I mean, yeah. It's weird. I mean, he will lead the performance marketing for ESPN Plus and the upcoming Disney Plus streaming service. So, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm just not going to touch it. I'm going to trust Bob, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna trust Bob, and he's been all good so far. Yeah, that one seems like an odd pick to me. Yeah, odd pick to me. Seriously, seriously. Now this next thing, oh yeah, very exciting, very exciting. We all know Kevin Feige. You know the Marvel Studios chief. Now he is also huge fans of other huge franchises. Some that are also. At Disney. Yeah. Uh, like yep. Lucasfilm, Star Wars, he will be developing his own Star Wars movie. Yes. With the close of the S- Skywalker saga coming, you mm-hmm. know. Now, he, and yeah, this isn't, I don't think he's being brought on to produce the new trilogy coming. No. No, he's developing his own movie. Yeah. Now, I'm reading all kinds of stuff into this. I don't care what any of it, they're all like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited. Kathleen Kennedy's really excited. Oh, coming up. We all know, and there's no secret to this. In fact, I'm getting ready to read all about it in Bob Iger's new book. Mm-hmm. But he he hints to it that they thought that these these Star Wars films would have done a little bit better than they have. Yeah. They also thought there would be way more interest in the new Star Wars themed land that opened up in Orlando and in Anaheim. They were kind of like, yeah, we're going to be okay long term. But we were kind of like, you know, look, I think... They see Kevin Feige's brilliance. They see what he's done from Iron Man on. Yep. And they're bringing him in to fix the Star Wars yeah, universe. It, the, the test is really going to be how this movie plays out. Exactly. How, like, 
it attracts so many other people. Uh, yeah, like exactly. if it brings in at least a billion dollars, I think he might take over as chief. I, I think so too. And then does he run both empires right, or does like, he have somebody that's underneath him currently exactly. at Marvel step up? Yeah. I would be worried about that. Yeah. I would be worried about that. Yeah. You know what yeah, he does right though person. really brilliantly and I think it, it it's to the credit of – and this might be to appease George Lucas, who yeah. also I'm hearing that I'm going to read about in the book, was not so happy with the direction that Star Wars went. Yeah. Um, Feige is masterful at working with directors and writers and casting unknowns mm-hmm. or people that you would never suspect yeah. would be. Lucas did that. Yeah. Name one person who was a huge actor in the original Star Wars trilogy like, other than Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah, exactly. You know, a little bit with Harrison Ford, but not. I mean, he was a carpenter for exactly. Christ's sake. Carrie Fisher, yeah, but, you, you know, they were mostly unknown actors. Exactly. You know, um, and I think that's why it worked so well. Yeah. When you're going to launch this huge empire, this huge universe, you don't want to be like so familiarized with somebody that's all you think about. Exactly. You want them to only be this. Exactly. And I think Feige does a brilliant job at that. Agreed. And I think that's why he's going to be successful. If he brings that type of a, um, a thought process to what he's going to do with Star Wars, yeah. I mean it's going to be huge. Yeah, and this also plays in the realm of something else we've been talking about on the show as well because this meeting to determine if Feige was going to take part in part of developing a new Star Wars film was late summer. So what else happened late summer? Spider-Man leaving the MCU. Yeah, yeah. So maybe and this is what well, they were talking right. about. Right, and remember because one key thing that sticks out in my memory that the Sony uh, head of Sony said – Feige's too busy to keep working on Spider-Man. We feel like he's got too much on his plate. Nobody understood that at the time. Now we do. I mean, Sony was clearly referencing the fact that he was going to be working not only with the Marvel Universe, but now with the Star Wars Universe, and they felt like that's too much on his plate. Exactly. So a lot has been answered. So that's really interesting. Um. I'm definitely keeping an eye on this one yeah. because this moving forward – plus this is good practice for him because we all know which turn the MCU is taking. Yeah. You know, all the, the – the, Cosmic. Uh, not, yeah, the Cosmic is – that's where it's going. The Thanos whole saga is over. We're going Cosmic, baby. We're bringing in Galactus and a Fantastic right, like- Four and the Eternals and, all, and Captain Marvel and all this – we're better to get the feet wet than in Star Wars, exactly. right? I mean, so yeah, I'm just loving every bit of this. Yeah. Unless they announce that he's leaving Marvel, yeah, and then I'm not so good with exactly. it. Exactly, we'll see. We'll I wouldn't see. be surprised if he brought in some of his cosmic directors as well, trying to be at least consultants sure. on maybe some Star Wars sure. films. Because Absolutely. I mean, we saw how successful Guardians of the Galaxy was, and I mean, that was one that not a lot of people knew no. before. And so, and then that begs the question. Does Gunn have a hand in? Exactly. You know, maybe as a producer or maybe as a writer. Does – I mean because he's been really loyal to Gunn. Yeah, exactly. So that would be mm, Very exciting. I, it's exciting to see them cross but it's also timiding. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> timiding um, to see if it's too much on a plate of one person or yeah, one ag- like, group agreed. of people. Because I can tell you right now – Marvel is the cash cow right now at yeah, Disney. Definitely. And if that suffers, yeah. 
I mean, people are not going to like that. No. So, I mean, I hope this is the right move. Exactly. Um, and speaking of some crazy stuff going on, here's what we were talking about earlier. Straight-to-order series mm-hmm. for Ghost Rider. You remember we announced it when they did Howard the Duck and all, you know, all the kind of stuff. Ghost Rider not moving forward at Hulu. Yeah, man. I was so excited about yeah. this because his version of the character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was epic. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to this moving forward. But apparently some – what is the dreaded the, – mm-hmm. the dreaded – Creative differences. That's right. Put it in quotes. Creative differences um, have stemmed up, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you still got Hell Hellstorm coming in twenty twenty, and I mean, you know, we still got Howard the Duck, the animated series, yep, Marvel's yep. Runaways, the third season. Yeah, which mean, is crossing over with uh, Cloak yeah, and Dagger. Yeah, exactly. Be so good. Cloak and Dagger, and I mean, we have other stuff happening, but yeah, I felt like. Ghost Rider probably would have been the edgier series. I'm comparing it to like a Punisher. Right. So, I mean, right. it kind of sucks that that won't be seen. And then, so that, it just makes me question, were there plans for Ghost Rider to maybe at some point enter into the MCU? Right. And if they give us this hardcore, edgy, you know, dark version uh-huh. but for christ's sake he's ghost rider hello right, exactly. you know then they couldn't pg him up into the yeah. mcu and yeah. maybe that's where maybe he was getting limited right. maybe they were handcuffing him saying we like your vision but we need him to stay this yeah you know because he was kind of handcuffed on shield yeah agreed. like you know agents of shield he wasn't all out full like he could be yeah and i think maybe i'm just speculating but i think maybe that's what the problem might have been yeah and i mean that's what i think maybe the problem might be for like deadpool moving forward mm. so we'll he, see if he enters the mcu you know i mean yeah so it'll be very interesting very it's been interesting. a nice transition thank you nice transition thank you. uh we all know jason bateman just coming fresh off his emmy win now he is in talks to direct ryan reynolds aka deadpool yes in the latest clue movie a live action feature film based off the hasbro board game yeah yeah i okay I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to take some shit for it. I'm fi- it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's- I liked the first Clue movie. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I thought it was hilarious. Maybe, I, you know, I was a fan of the game. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, you know, Christopher Reeve and, like, you know, I was a yeah. big Superman fan. If you didn't read my interview, you know. That's what sparked my whole thing in the entertainment industry. I liked it. Yeah. It was corny as fuck. It yeah. was goofy. You know. But it worked. Yeah. It was funny. Exactly. I don't know. Can anything that Ryan Reynolds in not work? Yeah. I mean, I mean seriously. Honestly, he's on a peak or on a high point right now, honestly. And do you think this maybe whole th- kind of thing came around because Bateman with Game Night and, you know... Maybe. I mean... Yeah, because those were very successful. Uh, Game Night and... Um, I don't... Did he direct Horrible Bosses? Did Jason Bateman direct Horrible Bosses? I don't think so, but that yeah. whole in there, yeah, so... Exactly, in that comedy realm. Yeah. So, I mean... I'm interested to see what happens. It it says that Bateman and Reynolds will collaborate on the script together, so that should be interesting because we know how kind of big headed Jason Bateman is. So I mean it'll be interesting to see. I mean I'm see him get of, slapped down by the Merc with a mouth. I, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm exactly I'm a fan of on screen Jason Bateman, but I mean we've heard through the industry that he's kind of big headed and that's fine. I mean some people like especially being in the industry since he was a youngin, so it makes sense. But, like I said, um, hopefully there'll be a nice collaboration, a nice cordial collaboration on the script of this thing. And it also says that um, it will be produced under his banner, Bateman's banner, Maximum Efforts banner. There you go. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. And he wants to also star in it. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm just going to say it. I would love to see 
Hugh Jackman in it <laughs> yeah. with Ryan Reynolds. If we can't get a lovely Deadpool movie, please give me Hugh Jackman in Clue. Right. He can be Colonel Mustard. That'd he can be, be Professor Plum. Yeah. But it would be fucking hilarious seeing him and Reynolds going at it in oh, Clue. Man. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Putting it out there. Call me. Exactly. Call me. Exactly. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Continuing on with the streaming wars. Uh, HBO Max. Oh, they released a lot of stuff. Oh, the yeah. HBO Showtime Lakers pilot cast rounded out. There's more casting announcements yep. coming out every week, it seems yep. like. And yep. a few of them we know personally. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's looking, but we're looking pretty good. I'm just saying two out of the four have been on the show. I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, We got Molly Gordon coming uh, to the the pilot. We got Rob Morgan coming to the pilot. We got the one and only Spencer Garrett coming to the pilot. We got the one and only Kirk Beauville coming to the pilot. Yes. And a newcomer... uh, I don't even want to... Delante de Souza. Yeah, that person right there. <laughs> they have all joined the cast of the HBO pilot for the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Gordon will play Linda Zafrani. Yep, Zafrani. Yep. Zafrani, who was an intelligent, savvy, and have earned her position in the form formula office. So that should be interesting with the new ownership that came in in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And she played a pivotal role in running the in the the forum. I mean, seriously, like yeah. she was she was big time. Exactly. Exactly. Morgan, he will portray uh Irvin Johnson Sr. for decades Irvin Johnson Sr. worked as both a garbage man and an automobile automobile assembly line to provide a better life for his children when his son Irvin Magic Johnson was presented with an expensive contract in the NBA so he's going to be playing Magic's dad yep yep that's going to be really interesting I I am so excited about Spencer's role yeah I mean they couldn't have picked a perfect okay okay first of all I should just say we've talked about this I was a huge Showtime fan, yeah. 80s Lakers. That yeah. was my team. Yeah. Kareem and James Worthy and Magic and they just, I mean, that was my team. Yeah. All right? So Chick Hearn, if you were a Lakers fan, you know who Chick Hearn was. Right. Like, Legendary broadcaster. You go over to the, to the Staples Center, they got Chick Hearn's statue yeah. right sitting right in front at, the, at his desk, yeah. which I fucking love. That's who our buddy Spencer's playing, Chick Hearn. I mean, that only makes sense because the dude has a great like announcer voice. He does. So, he does. Definitely. I think yeah, I think he's gonna just absolutely nail that role. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be brilliant. Definitely, definitely. And our buddy Kirk Beauville will be playing Donald Sterling, who is already a notorious for a questionable hairstyle uh, and a stingy management of the Clippers before the infamous tape of sexist, racist rant went public. Yeah, so, and he mm. was remember he was forced to sell. Exactly. He was, I mean, so yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Kirk, I can see him pulling it off though. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's gonna be really interesting. He's he's a brilliant actor, and yeah. I mean he. he I just I want to see because he's so good at even when he's doing drama mm-hmm. having that little comedic take on it. Mm-hmm. So and this is a definitely a touchy situation definitely. with who he's playing. So I'm just dying to see what he brings to it. Definitely. And the newcomer DeSouza uh, is going to be playing Michael Cooper, despite having been drafted the season before Magic. Uh, he suffered a devastating knee injury, which alongside magic johnson made uh, magic basically re- reassured him to make sure he got back in the game yep so this is going to be a very interesting premise i cannot wait till this thing comes out man. it's going to be so badass i'm mm-hmm. excited phenomenal uh, just, cast yeah phenomenal cast have they announced pat riley yet Mm-mm. 
Mm. I'm and, wondering uh, who they're getting for Pat Riley because that's going to be a huge one. Yeah. I mean, you know, there is no Showtime without Riley. No. So yeah, I'm, mm. I know, right? I know. Mm. And they're also announcing other big things with big name stars. Raymond Ray Romano. Everybody loves Ray. It's true. It's true. <laughs> he has been tapped as the lead male opposite of Christian Moyoti. Uh, sure. Sure. And in HBO's. Uh, HBO Max Mad for Love se- uh, series. It's going to be a half hour long show and it's based on some novels. Uh, Alyssa Nutting's tra- uh, tra- tra- comic? Uh, tragic comic? Tragic comic novels. And this is a crazy, crazy story, I guess. It's described as a dark, absurd, cynically story that. It's about divorce revenge, basically, where, mm. like, a husband stalks his wife and, like, yeah, yeah. plants, like, trackers on her to make sure she's going wherever. And, I mean, Ray is going to be playing the father of the wife that's getting stalked. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it seems to go – I depending on how they shoot the Lakers one, it seems like they're kind of going for darker stuff for their new original content. Right. Right. So, I mean, it will be interesting to see how that comes out. Because it will be indeed. They announced some more stuff. Uh, Justice Smith from the Get Down, uh, Jurassic World, and so many other things. Paper Towns. We love this guy. He's oh, yeah. an up-and-coming actor. Um, he has been cast in a high school series called Generation. Yep. And this series follows a group of high school students whose exploration of modern sexuality through devices and all, you know, social media. It's test deeply and just about their lives as we know it and the love and the nature of their family and their conservative community. So this is going to be very interesting. Justice is a series regular, and he's going to be playing a high school senior who is homosexual, yep. a deep thinker who is also the star of the water polo team. Uh, makes straight. He's a straight-A student, uh, fabulous, funny, fearless. Chester pushes boundaries and resists labels in every single way. Despite his seemingly friendly, open nature, there's a much deeper mystery behind his loneliness. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be good. Yeah, seriously. It sounds like it's going to be fantastic. It, I, I'm going to liken it to 13 Reasons Why, but not in that sense right i guess right so so and you know i mean from from what i'm hearing it's uh based on a real school really uh-huh oh, shit. um so that'll be interesting to see if what that plays into it or how mm-hmm. that's gonna come around to it yeah. so um yeah i i just i like justice so i think it's gonna do great definitely i'm just gonna go out and say it. it's definitely. gonna do great definitely well let's head over to the film side of things for warner media this was the big one, guys. This was a big talk of the week. Jonah Hill is in talks to play in uh, Robert Pattinson's and Matt Reeves' The Batman. And yes. we do not know what he's going to be yet. No, they're being you know, real secretive about it. Yeah, and, hush, yeah, hush. of course, all of the rumor mills are out there churning. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be... I think he would be the Riddler. I mean, you think I, the Riddler? I, we posted about it earlier this week, or at least I did. And yeah, I think you'd be the Riddler because uh, you have a really great casting idea in mind for the Penguin. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of people I think that could play the Penguin, um, but I liked Josh Gad. I yeah. thought, I mean, I thought he would be a great, a great Penguin. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And yeah. Jeffrey Wright. I mm-hmm. mean, for Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. They're definitely kind of going, you know, outside the scope. Yeah. For for casting, so. Yeah. I, I, but I'm telling you, man. Yeah, if 
if he's the Riddler, yeah, Gad is Penguin, and you bring in uh, Vanessa Kirby mm-hmm. as Catwoman, like has long been rumored. Wow, man, it'd be epic. epic. It'd be epic. The deal is not yet done, so we shall see how it goes moving forward. Uh, we know Reeves has been wanting Hill there for a while, but I mean, he was waiting to have talks with him and his agent until they had cast a Batman to see if they were compatible with their chemistry. And hopefully they are because, honestly, Jonah Hill is just a phenomenal phenomenal actor and a phenomenal storyteller. So kudos to all of that, and hopefully it happens, man. Yeah, and you know, the rumor mill around this movie just keeps churning and churning and mm. churning too, and Joaquin's just throwing fuel on it yeah. because he won't answer or answer definitively whether his Joker will ever meet up with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Interesting. They're playing it out like, you know, they, they, will they, won't they kind of – mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we, and we don't even know when this thing will be shot because there's no official production date been set for this thing yet, but – I mean, it says they could start filming at the end of 2019, but maybe the end or early 2020. So, which says to me, they're still like really hardcore casting. I yeah, think you know, trying to get out. it right. Because I mean, let's be honest about it, you got to get it right. Yeah, you know, and it, you're gonna have to surround Pattinson, much Agreed. like they surrounded Keaton yeah. with, you know, because I think that's gonna be key. We should mention too, because I brought up Joker. Um, if you get for anybody who doesn't remember, you know, with the Dark Knight. Uh, and, and, um, Joker was in that movie, you know, uh, Heath Ledger, the shooting, the, the mass shooting that occurred and everything. Well, apparently for the dark Knight rises, right, right. And apparently the, um, the town was nervous Mm -hmm. about Joker and uh, petitioned city government. And, and so they won't be showing it in that town, which sparked a whole lot of controversy on Twitter and, and, they had to Joaquin and them had to come out and start defending the film, saying we are not the cause of violence. Yeah. We don't condone or promote violence. This film is not about that. Yeah. It's not you know. But they were taking some unjust heat, you know, because of something that happened right. to the same character, yeah. if you will, back in the day. I just you know, guys, it's a movie. Yeah. Okay. You got You got to. I while I respect the decision of, for Aurora, mm. and if anybody has the right to, they do. Definitely. But you can't just start going on a tangent across the entire country Agreed. saying that this movie is going to cause mass shootings and outbreaks Agreed. and violence i mean that that's it's unfair to the actors and the filmmakers and everybody involved Agreed. i mean because i mean like like everybody has a day job this is their day job yeah so yeah I you mean, know you're basically striving them from their income so. exactly i mean you know it's it, it, there's mass shootings when joker's not playing exactly. okay so Just let's saying. not try to blame it on a movie exactly all right agreed agreed now heading over to netflix this one i'm really really excited about because i'm all about the underground crime business oh my goodness <laughs> no, are you <laughs> okay. oh <laughs> well look okay uh, but you know mafia well, the fuck haven't you funded I our got, film yet dude? like god damn it. No. <laughs> like mafia um gangsters yeah all yeah. that shit uh will smith he is gonna take on the role as new york city's crime boss nikki barnes in a new or the next netflix film they're going really towards like that genre gangster like mafioso like yep. whole bunch of stuff and this is going to be really interesting because this was in the 70s and early 80s when this story happened. Mm-hmm. And 
I wonder how they're transitioning, or even if they will. If it's it's about the council, basically the seven these seven guys who were moving cocaine, heroin, basically any sorts of drug in Harlem, uh, New York, and basically Nikki Barnes turns into an FBI informant. So hopefully they that plays into the storylines mm-hmm, in some mm-hmm. ways, and I'm betting it will. But I'm really excited about this thing. Will Smith coming back to Netflix? We all know that he was the first major star that took a chance on a Netflix film with Bright. So I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, so I'm just happy to see him returning to the streaming service, and I'm really excited about this film because not a lot of people know about this film, are uh, about this concept and about this story. So. It's true. These seven guys, basically. I mean, you know how risky that was back in the day to be exactly. running shit through Harlem without the Italians or the exactly. Jews. Like, go. Yeah, I mean, that was risky, man. Exactly. You know what eventually broke that up in Harlem, right? Hmm. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. No, yeah, no. But he would have. Yeah. I mean, he would have been like, you ain't doing this shit in my town. I mean, I'm just saying. Right, huh? right. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but yes, cannot wait to see what that one turns out from. Um, uh, Nicky Barnes, he died from cancer in 2012. He did, yep. Uh, however, his death was recently made known due to him being under witness protection. So we didn't even know because exactly. he was an FBI informant. Super duper crazy man. But like I said, cannot wait. Look, I loved film. Concussion. And yeah. the same people behind Concussion are working with Will on this one yep. and wrote uh, the, the script the and everything. So yep. I think it's going to be really good. Yep. I Agreed. think it's going to be really good. Agreed. Now this next one, pretty exciting stuff, mm-hmm. man, especially for uh, some people who loved the original Jurassic Park films. For the Jurassic World 3, Universal Pictures will bring back Jurassic Park original stars Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeffrey Goldblum. Yes. Oh, so exciting. Yes. I I cannot wait for this. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first film was – I mean – it, it was extraordinary. Yeah. It was groundbreaking. Exactly. You know, some of the first time that type motion capture visual mm-hmm. type stuff had been used. And it was like, what the fuck am I? Wa- I'm watching dinosaurs right, right here. Exactly. You know? And I think in large part, the actors that they had in the very first one were in no way, shape or form anything but responsible for the success of that film. Agreed. Because – like I said, it was new technology at the time, yeah. and the, the the performances that they gave with these quote dinosaurs yeah. was off the chart. And so they, I mean, to bring them back and to yeah. be able to see them interact with Chris Pratt now and and Dallas and, and see what they're gonna do, I, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Definitely. Definitely. And on the producing side of things, uh, Steven Spielberg is back as well. Yep. So yep. that's very exciting to see how they will move forward with this. I know a lot of people were so happy to see Jeff Goldblum in the last one that came out, like yep. just vaguely in the courtroom. Exactly. So, I mean, to have him as a more prominent role is going to be epic. And I feel like they've been leading up to this the whole time because even yeah. in the first one of the new ones, they had all the references then, to the yeah, original film, like the, the old cars, Jeep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like this has all been in the works and so uh, kudos to them for delivering on the payday i mean definitely it's gonna be awesome definitely definitely all right now it's time for our guest segment and today we have the one and only will beinbrink who you can currently see in the box office smash it chapter two he's also starred in carter and june one of us queen of the south free state of jones nashville i saw the light and so much more pretty excited to talk to him i can't wait to just ask him so many questions about working with jessica chastain in that intense scene if you haven't seen the movie yet let's give him a call 
Hello. Hello, Will Weinbrink. Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man. How you doing, brother? Let's rock and roll. Yes, yes, indeed. It's myself and Logan today. Hey, what's up, man? Logan, what's up, buddy? Living the dream, you already know. Uh, first of all, I have to say I'm very happy actually someone pronounced my name correctly. <laughs> oh, well. People can't pronounce my damn name, and I'm like, dude, you gotta figure out how to pronounce a person's last name. <laughs> right? Well, I mean. yeah, that comes from experience, man. People butcher mine all the time, too, with Bergman, especially living in Louisiana. It was Bergeron and Bergeron, and they, they never got it right, man, so I feel you. Look, first of all, let's just start off with saying huge congrats to it chapter two it's doing you know oh, gangbusters you. at the at the box office so we're really happy to see that and we're going to talk about yeah. that for a little bit and the huge success that it's been man thank you but um what we like to do to start off though is uh, we've got a lot of listeners on the podcast who are trying to get into the industry a lot of actors okay. and actresses that are trying to break in um so like what we like to do is try to start off with your story and 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 how you got involved was it something that you always wanted to do was it something that you kind of came into via another route or tell us how you got started well how i got started was i was a kind of a, a jock but not not in the typical american way right play football or baseball or basketball i played soccer so i was kind of like a american euro jock if that makes sense sure um, sure and we were uh playing i was playing on a couple competitive teams traveling around the country and playing from my high school and then i tore out my meniscus mm. and so I had to so I had to have surgery and I was looking at myself and uh, looking at my teammates who I felt like were getting better and better than me and I wasn't mm-hmm. and uh, I start and I realized that they were doing a lot of uh, I guess you'd call it work at home after school like you know kicking the ball against the wall or juggling or working on working on something with their soccer skills and right. soccer competence and I just wasn't and I was like okay well I guess I don't really care enough about this to you know try and become a professional it's not like my my life right so, so I had an elective at school for high school because once I was not in soccer and I was on my whatever you call it my my cast my knee surgery um I had an elective and it happened it was like either woodwork mechanic shop or uh, drama and I was like uh, <laughs> I'll do the other two just sounded initially horrible to me sure and I was like you know what screw it I hear we have a good drama program I'll try it and then uh, and then a few months in um, I auditioned for a play there and I ended up getting cast and uh, so then cut to um, being in the play and being on stage and uh, I had whatever few lines I had and I'd say them and then everyone would just like die laughing, erupt laughing and mm-hmm. I was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> everyone everyone there are hundreds of people are laughing at something that I did and it just felt so good that I was like I'm uh, this is like I'm hooked this is kind of an addiction the proverbial acting bug bit you yeah totally I was like whoa <laughs> this is the most positive affirmation I think I'm feeling I've ever had in my life. I like this. This is amazing. I want more of that. So then we did the play, and then we got we got like nominated as one of the best plays in San Diego. So we went up to L.A. and did this like uh, Southern California theater festival in high school, and got to do it on like the stage at Cal State Fullerton, which was like an 800 seat theater. And and so I was just like, this is amazing, man. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I kind of maybe want to maybe do more of this. 
Sounds phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, what was your pa- favorite part about being on stage? I think I love just how, I just love the liveness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like uh, another play I did, Tom Jones in high school, uh, one of my friends played this character called Bliffle, who's like a, um, it's kind of like a, a whiny, snobby kind of prince. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Tom Jones is supposed to like kind of slap him in the scene. But, he, but somehow the guy who was playing Tom, Tom Jones slapped him so hard <laughs> that his wig spun around. Oh, shit. And, and the back of his wig, which was kind of long, like he had hair down to his shoulders. Oh, something. that's hilarious. But, flipped around and so his whole face was covered by the hair (laughs) (laughs) that's great and he just you know had to uh, had to ride with it and uh so those 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 moments are just you know are just priceless because you can't you can't can't call a cut right you just you gotta you gotta deal exactly and i i guess it's very similar that to that of being an athlete too and being out on the field you get that instant gratification or that instant you know feel from your audience or from the crowd whether something's working or not working or you know good or bad yeah absolutely i bet that's why i mean that's got to be why stand-up is so so exhilarating Mm -hmm. because you got you know most you most stand-up comics crash and burn so to be able to stand in front of people and just uh, be exalted has got to be an incredible feeling yeah definitely definitely and that excitement went even further because you auditioned for juilliard right how'd that go yes i um kind of once i started like saying you know what i really want to do this Mm -hmm. i started looking at what are the what's the best school to go to and that's the school i was discovered was the best to go to but I had a long and circuitous route to get to it. I auditioned three times, once when I was 18, I think 20, 21, and then 24. Mm-hmm. And so I got in when I was 24 uh, or 23. Um, and that audition was in San Francisco. And that audition was pretty crazy. It was probably one of my craziest auditions ever because what happened is I did the, I did the initial audition. It went well, and then I was called back. And in the callback, they asked me to do a third monologue. And I did the third monologue. And um, then the director at the time, Michael Kahn, he gave me a direction. And uh, for whatever reason, the direction made me made me self-conscious and not feel safe. So I did the, ended up doing the monologue very small. Mm, okay. Um, when it was a, when it was a very physical uh, movement monologue. Uh, where I was like kind of moving around the stage and performing these or doing these physical acts as part of the piece. So I did it all on a chair and I could feel like I could feel the air getting sucked out of the room. Oof. So then they were like, okay, thank you. And then I left and I, I got out of the room and I was like, I just blew it. I just fucking blew it. So <laughs> uh, later that day I was driving back. I was driving from San Francisco where the auditions were back to San Diego. I called my friend who's an acting coach um, who helped me on my auditions and I told him the situation. He said, well, I guess you have two options. You can either trust that you did a good job or you can uh, and see where the cards fall or you can go back and say, hey, I want to go in again. So I said, fuck it. I'm driving back. I there you go. Back. I spent the night at my friend's house and then that morning, the following morning, because I knew they had a, a, another round of auditions, I went in and talked to the woman who was running it, Kathy Hood, mm-hmm. and she kind of gave me a little bit of a uh-huh face uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then she was like uh okay well let me ask 
so when she had a when they had a time to go in, she went in and asked, and they came back, and they and she said, "Yeah, come back in the afternoon." So I was like, "Oh my God!" Like this, I'm so happy I asked. Right, this so is your second back, chance. <laughs> so I went back. I left like on cloud nine, and I haven't even gone in. And then I came back in the afternoon, and the first thing in their mouth, their mouth when I walked in was, uh, "Why did you ask to come back?" <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, because I don't feel like uh, I took your direction well, and and I wanted another crack at it. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, well, that's good you came back because the way you did it wasn't wasn't good. Or they said something basically like you weren't getting in. Right, right. And I was, and I was like, oh my god, okay, great. Well, so let's 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 uh, let's do this. So then we worked on a couple of the other monologues and played around, and then I left feeling feeling good. Well, and then I got in. Well, that's awesome that early in your career you recognize that even in the entertainment business, you get your ass kicked every single day, but you have to continue to get back up and keep moving forward. So that's awesome that you turned around and went back the next day. Yeah, no, it was it was a you know it, it's yeah I mean it's a life lesson with with this uh, I'd say business it's um, there's just so many rejections it feels like and you know and and then you get to a point where you're getting offers and you have enough money but. That's the place I'm trying to get to next. Mm-hmm. Right. But, and then it feels like, you know, um, actually, I don't know what that feels like because I haven't really crossed that yet. But, um, <laughs> I love this, though. I, I love how you're explaining it because, like I said at the top, we have a lot of listeners that are trying to follow along and, and get into the industry. But that's real. I, I think everything you just said is, is, is genuinely real. It's how it is. You're not sugarcoating what happens or doesn't happen. And I love that because I think for people to succeed in this business, they have to hear from people who are doing it and they have to hear real and and that's it's for me that's what you just brought i think that's fantastic so okay let, let's let's jump a little did you always know that that film and television was in the future or did you think that it was you were strictly going to do stage and theater or how did you make the transition um well when i graduated from school i i had enough i had better opportunities in california and i was from california and uh as much as i love parts of new york i could just feel like I don't know. I just felt like New York was just such a grind. Yeah. Uh, that um, I chose to come out here, and I haven't really gone back to New York. And you know, I want to go back to do. I'd like to go back to do some plays or to do some projects, but those opportunities haven't uh, manifested yet. You know. Yep. Yep, understood. So let's jump into the biggie, It Chapter 2. I got to tell you, I saw the movie, and I don't want to throw out spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but your scene was intense. Um, Let's talk about that. What was it like to, to work with Jessica Chastain in that scene and uh, to have that type of uh, emotion going on? Because, like I said, it got a little bit rough. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really played a wife beater before. <laughs> so um, it was... Uh, it was it was very challenging because um, one, you you want one, you're trying to keep it real and you want to make it be scary, right? So right. that people are not not just not just amped up, so that people are actually kind of moving back in their seats and they're they're scared. And I feel like to to do that, um, it requires I, I think find, you know getting in touch with those those places where you feel really um, vulnerable mm-hmm. and are able to. And are able to then push that onto the your other your other scene partner. And I feel like uh, these scenes have, these types of scenes like this have a cost. Absolutely. That at the end of it, um, I was 
really uh, emotionally uh, drained and um, kind of broke down um, because it was just hard for me to uh, go there and hard and and uh, just feeling what I, what I was doing to, to someone else, um, making them you know feel that small and that and that dominated right um, it just it felt very uh it felt it was it was uncomfortable place to to be in well i can tell you just based on my audience that i saw it with uh it it worked yeah i mean the scene was it was definitely jarring you did have people as you said to sit back in their seat and uh, i think they were startled by it and which is the exact reaction i think that they were going for and 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 i think i think you guys absolutely slayed it i mean it it was a pivotal scene and i think it plays heavily into where she moves you know the rest of the film and yeah it's interesting hearing what goes into it and where you go in your mind for set to get there so that that was interesting but well done man like i said had to have been a difficult scene and i just think you guys pulled it off yeah. brilliantly yeah no i mean and just i mean jessica's an incredible actor and an incredible human being and uh you know i'm just in 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 awe of her in in her her ability to be so so facile and so um, and so connected to everything uh, absolutely so easily uh, awesome. or maybe it's not easy but at least that's how I interpret it I'm like damn girl <laughs> I wish I could be like you damn that's awesome though to be able to play opposite that because i would assume that helps yeah. elevate your game as well so i mean that's awesome um yeah. so, so what do you got coming up what's next on the agenda uh well i got right now i uh, i just did um a movie this summer with um called the exorcism of god mm-hmm. oh that sounds interesting which, uh, it's a it's a it's a horror movie but it's uh I play the lead in it, um, and it's, a, it's an incredibly intense, crazy uh, script that uh, this incredible genius director, writer-director uh, wrote, called, his name's Alejandro Hildago. Mm-hmm. He, his first film, um, which you can see on Netflix now, is called La Casa de los fin, fin de los Tiempos, The House at the End of Time. Okay. It's like the most successful uh, horror film in, uh, in Latin America. Awesome like six years ago um so it was his this this was his baby um and uh we went down and shot it in mexico city and mexico city is great because there's so many amazing locations around it kind of mexico city is a little bit like la to me like in terms of how much is available to you in the city and then how much is available to you around the city right um but it was a super super intense process it sounds Um, like it so now is this currently in post where can people see this yeah it's currently in post we just finished like a month maybe uh, end of august okay it's you know it's still in post but it'll be who knows? It's. I think it's going to be. An, it'll. It'll be an incredible film. Oh, that's um, fantastic, man! Congrats on that. And where can people follow you on social media? Because that's a, all about social media now. I really mostly just use Instagram, and it, uh, it's at at Will Beinbrink. Okay. W i l l b e i n b r i n k. Awesome. Um, we will I'm not make a crazy sure. Poster. I don't like post every three days or whatever. 
when I when I do post, I do I do post something good. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, we will make sure to direct everybody there to follow you. Mm-hmm. And uh, what yeah. we like to do, how we like to wrap things up, kind of like the way we started it is for the people. What advice would you give to people trying to break into the industry? That may be something that you've learned along the ways, or what pitfalls would you kind of like warn them to look out for when they when they start? Um, God, I could take another whole podcast to talk about all that. <laughs> Um, I think there's multiple things. Uh, one, like f- uh, financially, uh, try and keep all your your rent and your car and all your expenses down to as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have so you're not working all the time to sustain your your lifestyle. That's one. Have as much support as you can, family or friends. That that is two whether that's like financial support or helping like you guys work together on auditions. And, right. And then three, I'd say, is like learn to create stuff, learn to write, learn to create or find a group of people who are filmmakers who you can work with and create stuff um, so that you're not waiting around. There's a lot of so many other people who are making choices that you have no control over. So, you know, to me, it's like I think the most I think creating stuff is, is, is where it's at. And I think, you know, when you see like these movie stars now say they're all, they're all starting to create their own stuff. That's like yep. a new paradigm the last 20 years. I feel like all these, uh, you know, successful actors are now like creating production companies and they're like, they're kind of like, fuck the system. Fuck the system. I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing jobs. I don't want to do. I want to tell stories I want to tell. So it's like, it's like a full circle back to what you could do without being a star. You can do, you know what I mean? Like yep, you can absolutely. find stories find stories you want to tell and tell them yeah and the other the other thing i would just one more piece of advice for people is i'd say um like and it's a coin it's a catchphrase now but i think it, and it's a and it's at times it feels exhausting at least for me but it's like something i call self-care sure whether that's like meditating or working out or doing yoga or you know doing acting exercises or voice exercises or for me at times going surfing whatever like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like separate yourself from your career so that, so that you're not defining yourself as an actor. So many people define themselves as what they do. And so that, you know, so I think to be able to not make your art who you are so that you're not subject to the highs and lows of whether you are working or whether you're not and that it doesn't make you depressed when you're not and it doesn't make you a dick when you are. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that so that you have like a, a sense of, uh, I don't want to call it observation, but you have a sense of like, um, a sense of being a little bit distant from your work so that you're not, you're not identified, but your work is who you are. Exactly. That's, that's I, yeah. really important. Absolutely. I mean, a, lot of young, a lot of young actors or, in, in, you know, they, they, they attach themselves to who they are. Like, I'm meant to be an actor. I was born to do this. And it's like, cool, you were born to be an actor, but what else were you born to do? I mean, where are other where are other things that are things that you are excited or passionate about that you can sink your teeth into that will actually make you a better actor? Yep, yep. Because you will then be able to use that information and those experiences and transfer them at times onto your work. So, you know, I think really find things you like to do and keep and keep learning. Try, you know, keep growing, keep learning, do weird shit. <laughs> there you go. 
I think that's about as real as it gets. I think a, a lot of our listeners are going to listen to that and, and, and take great heed in that. Listen, man, thanks so yeah. much for coming on and talking to us. I know I know you've been feeling sure. under the weather and, and been struggling a little bit, so we really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk. And uh, we wish you yeah. nothing but continued success, man. We, ho- we hope you just keep killing it in the future. And uh, oh, anytime you want to come back on, man, open invite. More than welcome to come back and shoot the shit with us. Uh, we really enjoy talking to you, bud. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I enjoyed talking to you. You too, too. You guys enjoy the weekend, and uh, and I look forward to hearing the podcast. All right, man. We will definitely hook you up. We'll send you a link when it's all set to go, man. Sounds good. All right, take care. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, definitely one thing. He is someone that the up-and-comers need to listen to because there can be a lot of grunt work when it comes to the gorilla productions. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I think he just he laid it out. It's like, look. Well, the one thing that stuck out to me that he said right there was that Sometimes your fate is in the hands of 15 people yeah. and you have absolutely no, no control. control. Yeah. And I think this industry, a lot of people trying to get into it have to understand that that is exactly the way. Exactly. To, you can do everything right. And I think it was Ed Asner who said this also. You can do everything right and give the performance of your life. And you might still not get it. Agreed. You, it may not work out. Agreed. And you have to understand that that's a possibility. Agreed. So, Agreed. But yeah, I mean, just real, real guy and yep. uh, some solid advice, man. Definitely, definitely. Thank you again, Will Beinbrink, for coming on the show. Now it is time for the top five shows we are mm. currently watching on TV mm. or a streaming service. Oh, this was a rough one. I know it took you a while. It, uh, it did because I have like 547,612 shows. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, and they're on me. Lil Lil Cam and and J-Lo, they on me like, have you finished this yet? Are you caught up on this? Can we watch this? I'm like, no. I have 5,476,000 shows that I watch. I'm not caught up. But uh, but, yeah, this one was difficult for me. It was. But that's a testament to so much great shit that's out there. Exactly. Because back in the day, we could have wrapped up this category with maybe like three total. Yeah, agreed. But now there's so much great shit. So let's get to it. Yep, yep. Oh, I, the, yeah, like I said, this list was hard. I got some uh, some streaming stuff. Majority of mine is streaming stuff and BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Sherlock, which Little Cam just started me on. <laughs> we need asterisks next to most of your list. I know. Like, like Little Cam started him. Little yep. Cam started him. I know. Little Cam started him. It's okay. It's, it's all right. Fine. She has good taste. She does have good taste. She does. She does. She does. Uh, Mind Explain, which is this new documentary series that is on Netflix, just talking about how the brain works, what parts of the brain control what we do it's in an so everyday crazy, life. Right? It's super duper crazy. It's super in depth. I would definitely recommend watching that. And fun fact, their narrator is Emma Stone. Yeah. So, there you go. <clears throat> number three, oh goodness, I even feel bad about putting this one at number three. This is us that just came back on the other night and damn it is so good introducing new characters. Definitely recommend watching this one if you haven't seen it. Definitely recommend catching up if you need to catch up. <clears throat> Uh, uh, huh? Uh, what? What? Just say it. Just say yeah. it. You know, uh, our friend old, old Riley B. Smith too uh, gave a shout out too. You know, Dan Fogelman mm-hmm. who created and writes uh, "This Is Us." Yeah, did a movie. Yeah, you Life know, itself. Olivia Coleman and Light, Oscar Isaacs. Life itself. Yeah. It, Another guys, if you want to prep yourself for This Is Us, if you're like me and not all caught up, watch that movie. You'll get all the tears out. You'll Basically. cry. You'll feel like jars full of you know tears. And then go into This Is Us. Brilliant film. Check it out. Fogelman's killing it, man. He's fantastic. Seriously. One that I'm catching up on right now in season 14. I'm almost there. Grey's Anatomy. 
That's oof, so much storyline there. Basically, anything that will go wrong does go wrong at Grace Sloan Memorial Hospital slash Seattle Grace Mercy West slash Seattle Grace Hospital. Yes, yes. Where you have a 0.9999999999999% chance of living if yeah, you go there. Basically. You're basically going to die <laughs> or be disfigured or be horribly burnt or like you will suffer some sort of trauma. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The worst <laughs> hospital in Seattle. It's Seattle. It's so fucking it's like... funny. Um, number one, it is a Hulu original Wu-Tang and American Saga. This one is about the creation of the rap group, the Wu-Tang Clan, in the 90s and our early 90s, late 80s. It's just phenomenal. Great casting. Uh, Shamik Moore from yes. The Get Down and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Universe. Yes. And so many others. I definitely recommend you guys watching this if you have Hulu. It is definitely worth it. Yes. All right. All right. So. I have some streamers on there also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a comic geek, as anybody knows, so obviously some of mine are going to be uh, Titans, man. Yeah. I am caught up on that, by the way, and holy shit. Yeah. If you thought ep- season one was awesome, season two, man. Okay, I didn't really like how they wrapped up Trigon so quickly, you know, tidily in the first episode, but it was worth it because yeah. they're moving forward with Deathstroke, yeah. and holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, we're getting Nightwing, we're getting like just Ravager and Deathstroke and Aqualad and fucking Super Bowl. This season's kicking ass. Yeah, I highly recommend it. If you don't have DC, uh, stre- another streamer, guys, but if you don't have DC Universe, you should probably get it. Definitely. Another one that uh, I watch on there that huge, huge fan of. We had Riley Shanahan on the show. Yep. Doom Patrol. Yes. Doom Patrol is unlike anything you've ever watched. I promise you. Yeah. Don't believe me? Go watch it. You'll be like, what the fuck am I watching? And then you'll you'll say, but I love it. Right. It's one of those shows. Like, what the fuck? I love this. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird but amazing. Um, And then Billions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Damien Lewis, Paul Giamatti, Maggie Siff. I mean – Come on, guys. It's fucking brilliant. It, it, Danny Strong. Yeah. Danny Strong is on it. Uh, it it's just a fa- – if you're a huge Suits fan and are currently in mourning like I am that it's gone off the air, Billions is for you. Yeah. It, it, it will replace it for you. I promise you. I started watching Billions because, well, one, I'm a huge Paul Giamatti fan. But the storyline very much similar to and, and characters and, and, and different things like Suits. So if yeah. you like Suits, you'll love Billions. I highly recommend it. And then – I have one on my list that yeah. I couldn't leave off. No, and of you course. know, dun, 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 of course. Dun, dun, Shark Tank. Yeah. I'm addicted to Shark Tank. I don't know if it's because I'm just, I love the thrill of a pitch, you know, standing in front of people. You've got one chance to, to get your shit there, to get it, you know, made, sold. I would, I just love it. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, I'm addicted and I can't <laughs> wait until Sunday for the new season to start. That's all I'll say. Shark Tank. Number two. No, that was it. Billions. The, oh, the Runaways. I forgot the Runaways. <laughs> How the fuck did I forget the Runaways? Teaming up with Cloak and Dagger yeah. this season. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Runaways. God, another brilliant Marvel show. Definitely. I think spot on from the comic book, yet made it real world, Yeah. which I, th- I think they do a brilliant job. Set in L.A., which I love. I don't know how they're going to do the whole New Orleans, L.A. thing. Right. We're going to find out, how I guess. Um, highly recommend. A, a hugely successful Hulu Marvel show. Agreed. So there you go. Is there hope for you know all these Marvel Hulu shows coming? I think so. Yes. Definitely. 
definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited about Shark Tank, I forgot the right. Movie. He got so excited. <laughs> so, Shark Tank, so fucking funny. <laughs> All right, let's transition into the box office recap. Oh man, some stuff uh, outdid my predictions a little bit. Some stuff swapped spots, but mm-hmm. I got the top five right, just two not in the right order. Number one was Downton Abbey. Uh, I just knew this was going to be successful because yeah. such a cult following. Yep. Um, I predicted twenty to twenty-five million, but it brought in thirty-one. So um, yeah, it overperformed, yeah. And, and they were happy. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Number two was Ad Astra. I thought this was going to be number three, uh, but it came in with nineteen million. Now we went and saw this film, and mm. it was okay. It was okay. That's the best I can say. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Was I right. mean, slow, slower if you can uh, – I mean, that wasn't even the reason why it was okay. Just that there was uh, – the story just wasn't good no. in my opinion. No, they had there – were, there were things dealing with the plot that just didn't need to be there yeah. in my opinion. And with them there, slowed down the pacing of yeah. it. And then, you, yeah, it just, it just wasn't very good. And I noticed on the GIF I posted about going to go see Ad Astra, they don't even use that scene that they made a GIF of. Nope. I nope. was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, number three was Rambo's Last Blood. Mm. Um, mm. You went and saw this I one. did, TV movie. Yeah. TV movie. It, it, they they could have just not made this movie, <laughs> yeah. and everything would have been fine. Yeah, like it just it, it wasn't great. Yeah, I you know I like Sly. I I loved the Creed movies. I I get that he's trying to wrap up all of his iconic characters. Yeah. This was not the one to do it with. No, uh, if you're gonna wrap up Rambo. You, you this wasn't it yeah this wasn't it it I was agree. bad um it came in with 18.8 million so right under ad Astra. yeah basically about the same yeah, you know? yeah definitely definitely number four was it chapter two with 17 million i predicted 15 to 20 still in the top five man yeah, i th- i see what i think we're gonna see a little resurgence on it too because i mean we're coming up on halloween man it's true it's you know, true. it might continue to die down maybe into the top 10 over the next couple of weeks, but I think come Halloween, you're going to see it go back up. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, I wonder, because I haven't seen any really horror movies that are coming out around Halloween. So. Yeah, no. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yep. We'll see what happens. And number five was Hustlers with 16.8 million. I predicted 10 to 15 million. How? I know. How is this in the top five still? I know. <laughs> I just, no disrespect <laughs> to any of the people, No. but just how? Yeah. I, I don't understand. I mean, from the trailer, I mean, of course, we haven't seen it. I mean, it just looks like a porno, in my opinion. We should say we know several people who have seen it and all agreed why. Yeah. So, just anyway, saying. Just saying. Uh, new movies that are coming out this week. Uh, Abominable. That is a new, I think, DreamWorks? Yep, yep. DreamWorks uh, animation film, computer animation film, kids film. Um, yeah. If you want to go see that one with your child, go see it. I And? And? judy and in limited, limited release yeah. i'm gonna go see that this weekend yeah. so i'll if you don't have it don't worry i'll tell you all about it yeah <laughs> um, i'm excited though they've all but given her the oscar already yeah like honestly. and unlike poor joaquin who has tom hanks judy i don't think is gonna have anybody yeah. I, I think renee well zellweger probably is a hands-down shoe-in for the oscar so yeah. i'll let you know definitely i was a big judy garland fan so i, I i'm Curious to see how this goes, Definitely. but I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, movies that are still out this week that you can still go see. Downtown Abbey. See it. Rambo Last Blood. Don't see it. Ad Astra. Don't see it. It Chapter 2. See it. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> see it. 
Lion King. Say it. Hustlers. Don't say it. The Goldfinch. Nobody saw it. And Angel Has Fallen. <laughs> Angel Has Fallen is really good. Yeah. Go say it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think it's going to be a slower box office week. <laughs> I think so, too. We're just in the slot. Yeah, because I said don't say it about to all of them except for a couple, but yeah. Basically, basically. Abominable, I think, will be number one just because it's the new one coming out. Mm. Uh, 15 to 20 million. Number two, I think, will be Downtown Abbey with around 10 to 15. Number three, I think, will be Ad Astra with around 10 to 15. Number four, I think, will be Rambo Last Blood with around 5 to 10. And number five, I think, will be It Chapter 2 with around 5 to 10. There so, you go. It shall be interesting. Hopefully, Hustlers gets knocked out of the top five. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. And if you want to prep yourself for Dr. Sleep, I hear that they're re-releasing The Shining this week oh, also yeah. in certain theaters. Nice. I can't wait for that. Sequel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Or it. as my twin sis calls it, uh, Red Rum. Yeah, yeah. Like, the name of the movie is not Red Rum, damn it. Right? Like, <laughs> Red Rum, Red Rum. It's not the fucking name of the movie. So but, funny. yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Though. It looks so good. Hell, it looks yeah. So good. Hell, yeah. Now it is time for the IMDb Pro Top trending segment oh mm. man we love this app we use it to book our guests that you love listening to some phenomenal interviews i mean you know we've had mr feeney we've had danny strong mr feeney aka william daniels i want to make sure to give him yes. his real name and his lovely and talented wife bonnie bartlett yes she was so phenomenal little house on the prairie yes and twins so many phenomenal others this is how we use this we also track stars that apply to our projects we also track the latest box office predict our latest box office numbers for each day we track our favorite stars basically anything and everything going on in the entertainment business happens on this app yeah absolutely it is the entertainment bible um (laughs) this is interesting the top trending movie this week is hustlers why yeah i don't know I don't know. I think it's all the interest in why it's do you know still in the top yeah. five or you know around that like what the fuck yeah. I, I think people it's just a what the fuck moment. Agreed. You know. Agreed. So. I don't think it'll be there next week. I hope not. Uh, yeah. I, I just like uh, the top trending TV show is unbelievable. This one's doing pretty well on Netflix right now. It it is uh, produced by CBS oh. and so uh, yeah I ran a poll uh, for the top show that you are watching right now whether it be a streaming or cable and i had gray's anatomy unbelievable this is us and other and you could comment and towards the end this one came in second unbelievable oh. came in second this is us came in first wow i know i know man. I, b- I believe that though yeah I-, I mean come on this is us yeah we've talked about it so we've good. talked about it <laughs> it's, so good it's like amazing exactly exactly and the top trending star right now is Ava Michelle. I don't know of any of her work. So. I do not either. Oh, so we'll have to look into her. She's probably phenomenal as an actor. So we will look more into her and do our research on her. So she probably deserves it. Um, now let's transition into some music. Oh, man, a lot of things have not changed this week. Um some new stuff came out, like the Lumineers. They came out with a new album, Three. They got the vinyl album sales spot. Oh. They also got the top digital album sales, so they are rocking and rolling with that. The top streaming song is Ransom by Little Tecca Still. The top digital album sales is still uh, Lizzo, Truth Hurts, along with the top radio song. So she's still rocking and rolling. Hell yeah. Um, and of course, she is the Hot 100 uh, for the fourth sh- straight week, I believe. So good for her. Happy for her. Rocking and rolling. Uh, and the Artist of the Week in the Billboard Top 200 albums 
still goes to Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding. Um, I listened to this album. It was okay. It was, yeah. it was very poppy compared to his other stuff. Like, he normally makes anthems, in my opinion, but this is just not, eh. It's I very see. bland. I'm All just right. saying. I'm All just right. saying. Oh, goodness. But anyway, guys, thank you again for tuning along to this episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, episode 85. Man. I can't believe 85. I know. It's crazy. I, over a year and a half. Think about it. Just 15 weeks, just a little over three months away from 100. Mm, yeah. I just uh, we need a huge cake. Right. We need to like we're gonna celebrate a hundred. Definitely, just, like, definitely. Maybe a drink on the show that week. <laughs> oh, we were supposed to wait till that week to drink. I've never drank on any of those shows in never, the past ever. Never, never, never been under the influence of anything. <laughs> uh, thank you again, Willie William Beinbrink, for coming on the show. We loved your story. Uh, make sure to follow him on social media, Will Beinbrink everywhere twitter and instagram make sure to follow us on social media at crazy ant media on all social media platforms and us personally myself at jlo fantastic and crazy ant guy 1970 that is right and you can also subscribe to this podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, and so many other major podcast platforms like stitcher podbean any of those other great platforms and also visit our website crazyantmedia.com where you can check out the latest and greatest stuff we are doing with our own production company that's right guys we have a production company and we are rocking and rolling on multiple projects and various stages of development it's true yeah we're man. busy if we we're are, always busy we yeah, they're like the yeah, yeah no no <laughs> when we we do this and then we go and do work on the projects. It's like crazy. It is crazy. It's super crazy. And while you're on our website, make sure to click on our merchandise tab for our shopspreadshirt.com link where you can get some amazing fashionable gear that represents Crazy Ant Media. Right. Hats, bags, t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, anything you have in your closet, we have on our website. Yep. So buy any of those things fast shipping great quality you can get bonk yeah mascot you can get our logo yep. the phenomenal logo by tavia marinovich yep. you can get the inside the crazy ant farm logo yeah just so many things and i'm betting i'm betting when we're at a point mm-hmm. when we're ready some of our project merchandise agreed i mean agreed. come on it's just uh, how do you know go to the website exactly. you'll know that's how you do it. exactly so great so great you know who else is great <gasps> oprah, oprah!